0: Up. Thank you, Liz. Am You can stand right over there. You have your clicker, and you can see. Where that's where I go. Okay, well, thank you for the opportunity to be here with you today. It's exciting to be here at Chambersburg. And I would like to read Psalm 100 as I begin here today. Make a joyful noise His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Well, as I speak to you today about the Church of the Brethren and the work that is happening there, what God is doing, as as Sister Liz has, has prompted us, in the Great Lakes region of Africa. And this part of Africa is not... Really familiar to us in terms of that name. We think of the Great Lakes like, you know, Erie, Ontario, Superior, and so forth. And I have to admit that for me, as someone who has lived for the past 40 years in Fulton County, I had no idea that it was there. <laughs> but uh, I, was, I was a pastor at Knobsville from 1985 until I retired in 2020. And uh, Dolores and I moved there in 1985 and said to, to pastor at the church there at Knobsville. And we had a small dairy farm during that time. And never got too far away from home because, well, when you have cows, you don't get too far away from home. And in 2016, I was approached about the idea of going on a teaching trip to this area of Africa, of Rwanda and Congo, the two countries in particular, Marla Avey, who was at that time, along with her husband Jim, pastor at the Carlisle Church of the Brethren. And so I agreed to do that. Actually, Marla was surprised that I was willing to, to go away. <laughs> but, but I left the farm and, and went there for a couple of weeks and did some teaching and I, and I, I guess you'd say I got the bug. And I've been going back frequently ever since. And it's led to a number of other things. As I realized what what is happening there, the Church of the Brethren in this part of Africa is relatively new. You're probably familiar with the fact that the Church of the Brethren in Nigeria has been strong for a long time. And they just this past year, 2023, celebrated their centennial, having begun in 1923 when Albert Helser. And so Verkulp first went there to establish the church. And that has grown, it's probably 10 times the size of the Church of the Brethren in the US. in fact, the Church of the Brethren, EYN as they call it in Nigeria, is the largest Anabaptist body in the world. The Church of the Brethren in, in Nigeria is that big. But in this part, here in this Great Lakes region, it's relatively new. Now, uh, there on the screen it says Far Reach Ministries. Don't worry about that too much. That's just what I call my, my own personal role in this, because "far" being an acronym for faith, action, and results. But there's around 80 congregations there in the countries of Burundi, Congo, Rwanda, Uganda, Tanzania, and Kenya. And it started about 10 years ago in Congo and then in Rwanda. And the churches have all developed pretty much independent of each other. It wasn't like we went over there and started this mission work and made this happen. But they started the churches themselves. And we're just kind of giving them some some encouragement and some help and some support along the way. And as they began there, some of them we didn't even know about. And, and I think that maybe the, i turn it on first. Yeah, the, the Burundi church in particular started in 2015. One church, and now there are 50 congregations in Burundi in less than 10 years. Now, the man behind that is Expert Bukene. They call him the bishop. We don't usually use the term bishop in the Church of the Brethren but that's probably a good term for him seeing the work that he has done there in that country and we didn't even know that it existed until two and a half years ago they developed totally on their own without any kind of outside input but someone had given expert Buchanan a little book called a dunker's guide to brethren history and that is how he started this church and like i say since then they've had 50 congregations Well, when I first met with them two years ago and was explaining to them a little bit about Brethren history and who we are and how we develop, and I said in 1708, there was the first Brethren baptism in the Ader River in Germany when eight people were baptized by Alexander Mack. Well, that sounded pretty interesting to them, and they thought, you know what? In 2023, it will be 315 years. We're going to have a party. (laughs) So so they had a 315th anniversary celebration in August of this past year. And it was basically an evangelistic crusade. They had a 1,000 people at each of these services for several days there in the capital city of Burundi, which is Bujumbura and they had a special commemorative fabric printed. And you can see that people are wearing that. It has the Brethren logo on it. And we had sent them some money through Brethren World Mission, about $5,000 to help them to put on this because they needed to rent the facility where they were gonna have this, an outdoor arena. And they wanted to, you know, to have a stage rented and the sound equipment and all of that. So we sent them $5,000, and I got there in August, and I saw this fabric everywhere, and I thought, they spent all the money on that. <laughs> but they didn't, but uh, they had hundreds and hundreds of yards of it that were made, and they had some of the local seamstresses there in the church making these outfits that everyone wore. And I have one of those with me. Well, not with me now, but I mean I have it at home. I, I guess I should have worn it, but it's sort of... Um, it's not how I normally dress. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they the first day they had a big parade. And there was, you know, probably a thousand people in this parade. We went about a mile from the church to the, the grounds there where we had the crusade at. And um, let's see if it's placed. Yes. I don't know if there's any sound with this or not, but yes. They had a brass band. And for the 315th anniversary, they had 315 children marching with the band there in the parade. They are saluting their brethren heritage. <laughs> Bob Kraus, who is a Church of the Brethren pastor here in the US, he is retired, sort of like me, he's retired, but not really retired. And he is presently serving as interim pastor at the Gettysburg Church of the Brethren. He was the, the preacher for the event. And he has a fair amount of African experience, having lived in Nigeria for several years. And that's my daughter, Grace, there on the left. She is actually stationed in Rwanda, and I'll talk about her a little bit more later. She is there uh, as part of Brethren Volunteer Service. But she flew down to Burundi for this event. And with her is Miriam, who is a pastor's wife from Kenya. And I am there with two of the pastors from Congo. You know, as I had mentioned, we have this, this region of, of countries there. And so at this event, for the very first time, we had representatives from each of these groups present there for this event. So that was kind of an exciting thing, too. Eric Miller, who's the director of Global Mission here for the Church of the Brethren, he was there, was able to meet with the leaders from each of these countries, and it, was, it really was a good time of, of fellowship and, and worship and just kind of growing in relationship. This is the choir that came down from Rwanda. They came down by a bus, and they sang, and as you can see, they rocked the stage. Now, uh, worship in the African context is usually very lively, and uh, they don't stand still. They don't use hymnals. They know the songs by memory for the most part. Occasionally, you'll see someone will have a songbook, but mostly they do a lot of repetition, and they just know the songs by memory. It's more of an oral culture than what we're accustomed to. Now, that was in the afternoon and the evening when we had the, the services. During the morning, we would have teaching time. We had five groups. There was small children. There was youth, men, women, and then the pastor's group. And so this was the pastor's group. That's me standing next to expert Bukini that I mentioned earlier. He was serving as my translator. He does speak English very well, and I don't speak Kurundi well at all. So I needed lots of help from him, and there's daughter, or my daughter Grace, with one of the little children there. At the close of each of the services, there would be an altar call, and there would be a hundred or more people come forward. Some of them for salvation, some of them for recommitments, and some of them were just coming forward for prayer. But there, that is, uh, Pastor Bob and Pastor Expert praying together there over the the crowd. Now, among the things that we are working with there through the Church of the Brethren and through this so-called Far Reach Ministries is education. And most of these countries have some public schools that are of, I guess I would say, dubious quality in terms of the education that is offered. And so we are starting small. We, we really, ultimately, we want to be able to train pastors. And I'll talk about that a little bit more here as we get further on. But if you want to train a pastor, when do you start? You can start when you're three years old. And that's essentially what we're doing here with the, the nursery schools. We have two of them. We, we have started here over the last year or so. This one in Burundi that's associated with the church that was hosting this big event there in Bujumbura. They rented a facility right across the street or the alley, I guess I would say, from the church, and they call it the Brethren Nursery School or Brethren School, and they have about 40 children, and this is when the uniforms were very new and crisp looking. (laughs) They don't look quite that sharp anymore, but they they painted up the, the facility to look appropriate for a nursery school. And uh, so it's, it costs about $1,000 a month to support this school, as far as the rent and the teachers and they give the children a snack each day, that sort of thing. And, and so we are providing at least some of that for them through uh, the Far Reach Ministries and the Church of the Brethren. An expert has a car. Now, this car is an aging Mitsubishi something or other that does not go uphill, <laughs> I've been in it already, and, and riding around. And if you really, if, you know, if you really step on the gas, it'll go up a slight incline. And I think that you know it's one of those kind of cars that you, what you you fill the oil and check the gas. <laughs> but every morning, every morning, expert goes out and he picks up nine children and brings them to the nursery school. They live there in relatively close. They're not, they're not within walking distance, because people are used to walking, but he's able to get to them and to bring them in. As you can see, there's no concerns about seat belts and child safety devices and all that sort of thing, but that's Africa. And just a, a map of Africa here. Uh, you can see in the center there is Congo, and that's a very large country. Congo is actually bigger than the eastern half of the U.S., You take all the states that are east of the Mississippi, Congo is bigger than that. A lot of times people think of Africa as very monolithic, it's just like one big country. Africa is 60-some countries, and it's actually a very large continent with over a billion people. And in the center there is Congo, and just next to that on the, the east or to the right are the tiny countries of Rwanda and Burundi and the two of them together are half the size of Pennsylvania with about twice the population. And it's fairly densely populated and yet at the same time, very rural. There are some cities, but most of the people are farmers or engaged in farming in some way. And the farms are very small, an acre or two. Uh, you might have a cow and you don't have a tractor. There's no tractors. I mean, I'm a, I'm a John Deere guy. And you just don't see tractors there, except maybe very rarely. They don't even have draft animals like oxen and horses. They simply do everything with hand tools. This shows you a little bit better. There you can see Congo on the, the left. And then you see Burundi and Rwanda. And Burundi is shaped somewhat like a human heart. And if you go back here to this picture, and you can see that the location of... Burundi is very close to where your heart would be in your body. So I guess I would like to say that Burundi is the heart of Africa. And then you can see Tanzania Tanzania, right next to that. We have a couple of churches there. And then Uganda, and there are about a dozen churches there as well. Now, the Brethren Academy in Rwanda was started at the beginning of 2022. Getting my years mixed up they start running together after a while uh, i've been going to rwanda like i said since 2016 and small with the first couple of grades and so all the cement there is mixed on the ground with shovels the cement the stone the sand and all of that the cement blocks were made there on site in the same way by mixing the cement and so when I left in December, this is what it looked like. They're getting ready to put the roof on it. Ultimately, it will have a second floor, but for now we're just going to build the one floor and, and put the roof on it and go with what we've got. In August, Grace was able to, she had some time off from her school, so she went to Uganda. And we have in there, in Uganda, two schools and an orphanage and she through the Church of the Brethren. And she is helping there with that. The teacher on the left, she is teaching four-year-olds, and Dolores will help me if I get my numbers right here. She has four-year-olds, and she, as one teacher, has 40 children. The teacher on the, the right, she has five-year-olds, right? And she has 60 children. <laughs> so so they, they were glad for Grace's help there for a few weeks. <laughs> Now, this is where I come in a little more uh, significantly. One of my visions has been over the, the years since I got started in 2016 was that we would be able to, to train pastors. There is no, no such thing there as a, as a really good, dedicated Bible school, and certainly not with a, with a brethren viewpoint of, you know, servant leadership, you know, Jesus with the, you know, the town, the basin kind of a concept. The, the pastoral image there tends to be, you know, the pastor, he, he sits in the big chair and everybody comes and, and, you know, and does everything for him and he barks and they move, you know, that kind of thing. And so we're, we're trying to encourage them and, and Theonest, who is there on the right, he is the, the principal or the, the head teacher of the school there for the Great Lakes Bible School, and that's very much his vision as well, not only the pastoral training, but also the servant leader aspect of that. Uh, The the taller gentleman there in the back with the gray hair, the, the white guy, that's Galen Hackman. Some of you might know him or have known him. He is a brethren pastor from Lancaster County. He is also one of these retired guys that's not really retired, but he has spent six weeks there with me helping to teach this past fall. And these three guys, this is a pretty cool story. This is Alex, Emmanuel, and Jean-Claude. These three guys come from a very disadvantaged background. It's kind of a tribal background that they're looked down upon by most other people, no no education, no money, pretty much a know-nothing kind of people. But these three young men from the village of Medende, they're farm boys, they have graduated from high school. And they are the first of their people to graduate from high school. And then since that time they actually went to the university there in the town of Gisenyi, which I, did, I failed to mention that it's in Gisenyi, Rwanda, where this Bible school is. And so these three guys have graduated from the university, and now they're coming to the Bible school, and they're all involved in the ministry of their local church there with you know, the music ministry and the teaching and all of that. And it's just exciting to see the development and the growth in these guys. As they, were, they were really kind of backward, shy kind of guys when I first met them several years ago, and now you can, you can see that, that growth and development in them, the maturity, and it's just it's very exciting to see. Now this guy here, his name is Mayombi, and Mayombi, his name, is actually the Swahili word for prayer. Which is a kind of cool name, I think. He's he's the youngest student. He's in his teens yet, and you see the plate of food that he has. <laughs> I can't believe how these guys eat. They're all skinny. <laughs> they'll do this, you know, two or three times a day, have this great big heaping plate with rice and beans, and well, some days we eat beans and rice. <laughs> and, and there's some cabbage on there, too. The, that's one of the fairly easy to grow vegetables that we have there. But I always ask these guys at the end of the term, I said, you know, how, how was the accommodations? They have kind of a, a dorm type setting, you know, with bunk beds and all of that, you know, three or four guys in a room. <laughs> and I said, and how's the food? Oh, the food is great. Now, some of us would probably look at the food and say, yeah, you know, rice and beans, I guess, you know, kind of old. But these are people that are happy if they get one meal a day. And so we're giving them three meals a day and it's pretty much all they can eat. I mean, it's all I can eat, but you know, I can eat as much as they can. So, uh, they, they, they do really well with it, and, and if nothing else, they like the food. And if, that, if that's the only thing that brings them back, well, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but I'm glad they like the food. We also want them to learn some practical skills. Um, they're learning how to cut hair, you know, the pair of cordless clippers I got from Amazon, and Uh, We also are just starting a chicken project. Don't have any pictures of that, but we have about 150 layers. And so they're going to learn how to, you know, or at least some of them already know, but we're going to, you know, not just the care of the chickens, but the business part of it, helping them to understand how you you manage the funds, pay for the feed and and so forth, and hopefully have some from profit left over. And sometimes it's just some monkey business. This is a picture of Galen. And um, for those of you who, like me, are dairy farmers, appreciate the sign on the door that says, all problems can be solved with ice cream. (laughs) There's a local coffee shop that that sells ice cream. and it's, It's actually kind of rare to go to a restaurant and they have ice cream. So I think it's kind of cool to go there. And so Galen and I would stop in once in a while to get some ice cream. And they have very good coffee as well. Now, I did challenge them on that all problems can be solved with ice cream by saying, well, what chapter and verse is that in the Bible? (laughs) Didn't have an answer for that one. Uh, We have a night watchman. We... We have a kind of a compound with the house and some outbuildings where, you know, the students are housed and so forth, and we, we keep a couple of dogs that we tie up during the daytime in, in a little little pen, and then we let them out at night. They run around the compound. Anything happens outside, they start barking, and uh, last night, Grace said they were kind of howling and whining a little bit. We, we we can talk to Grace pretty much every day when we're home here just because of Communications the way they are today. But grace lives in the same compound as the, the Bible school. And behind door number one, <laughs> that's the shower. And you take a bucket of water in with you, along with a cup and a bar of soap, and you wash yourself. And door number two is the toilet, it's basically just a hole in the floor. And then with water, you can kind of flush it down. And we do have a kind of a septic drainage area out in the back where the water all goes. But I always like to put this verse in here because to me, this really... I always, I always like this passage. But since I've been involved with these churches and the, the different languages of people, it resonates so much more deeply. Where John in Revelation is around the throne. And he says, after this I looked, and a great number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, with palm branches in their hands and crying with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And this verse just means so much more when you see the languages coming together, it's like the Tower of Babel is now being healed as people are brought together here in, in the book of Revelation as we come towards the end times. Well, the Church of the Brethren is also in Congo, and there is about 10 or dozen congregations there as well. This is one of their main meeting houses in the village of Nagovi along Lake Tanganyika. And uh, I, I always I take cow pictures. You know, I, I don't apologize for the fact that I'm a dairy farmer. <laughs> but uh, the Congo cows, for the most part, are kind of humpbacked, long horned kind of critters. <laughs> this church is maybe more of a preaching point, we would say. But they are meeting under a tree, they have some benches there. They had just started fairly recently. There was a lady in the village who was going to another village up the road to, to the church service, the, the Brethren Church. And she says, well, I want to have a Brethren Church here. So the pastor from up here comes down and preaches in her village as well, and they meet there under the tree. And this church has been meeting for a number of years, and they don't have a building either in the city of small city of Uvira, Congo, Long Lake, Tanganyika. But they do have a couple of tarps that, if the sun gets hot or the shower comes up, they're able to have some protection from that. Now, this I really like this. Um, Allie, where, where's Allie at? Yeah, there. Okay, you, you'll like this guitar. <laughs> it is it is made out of an oil can, <laughs> five string. <laughs> <laughs> but they're really creative when it comes to to being able to make things and and just you know the, the musical ability that they don't have all of the, you know the training opportunities and the books and so forth that we have they just do it and it's and it's beautiful. Uh, one of the churches gifted me with two rabbits. But I, I, wasn't, I had a couple of borders to cross to get back, and I thought, oh, I don't think I'm going to take them with me. So I gave them to Shabani, one of our pastors there. He has some, several small children, so I think that he'll know what to do with them. The Global Food Initiative of the Church of the Brethren has a couple of pig projects, one in Rwanda and this one in Congo. So I was able to to see that and report back to, G, to GFI about what was happening there. They have eight sows, a boar, and piglets everywhere. This is the Goma Church of the Brethren. Once in a while you hear about Goma on the news. Eastern Congo is the place where there's lots of violence and uprising, there's like 120 different rebel groups roaming around in the mountains and forests of this area. M23 in particular is one of the the big names. But this is actually right on the border with Rwanda. You can see the volcano in the background and we can see the volcano from our house there in Gisenyi. We're we're that close to it. According to Google Maps, our house in Gisenyi is 9.8 miles from the center of the volcano. And from where we are at there, I say we're probably about that distance there in Goma. This church, Southern Pennsylvania District and Southeastern District helped them to buy the property a couple of years ago. And we, we, we helped them buy the land, but we didn't help them build the building. They built it themselves with funds of their own. There is no piece of lumber in that bigger than a two by two. And you can sort of see it in the picture on the left there, you can see the two by twos. They don't worry about snow load, obviously, but, but that's the congregation there. We were sharing a meal together. And the church of the Brethren in Goma also supports an orphanage. They don't run it themselves, but along with a couple of other um, non-Brethren churches, they have a part in helping this orphanage to, to function. They just built the orphanage. I just want you to know that. <laughs> I think it was designed by a committee that didn't get along with each other, <laughs> but, but in spite of that, you can see that the children have happy faces and that they are well fed. They sang for me when I was there, and, and it is it's a beautiful thing. Because of the the violence and the uprisings and so forth there in eastern Congo, there are thousands and thousands of refugees in several camps scattered around the country. So we visited in one of them. The man on the left is the pastor of the church there in Goma. And the one on the right is is another pastor, but he's not Church of the Brethren. And these twins were born there in the refugee camp and it was insisted that I have a photo op with holding one of those twins, she was not particularly happy to have me hold her, (laughs) as you can see. Uh, Through a, a donation and through another ministry that focuses on transportation for pastors, we were able to buy three motorcycles. The one on the left is in Burundi, and the two uh, on, and the one on the right is there's actually two of them that are for pastors in Uganda. And motorcycles are about $2,500 or $3,000 a piece there. And we were able to, to help at least a couple of the pastors. They, they need more, but hey, we've got to start somewhere. Or as I keep telling expert, he's the one on the left there. I said, expert, now I just met you two and a half years ago. And you're telling me of all these needs that you have. What you have done is you have presented me with an elephant how do you eat an elephant? As, and he, he said, well, I don't know. I said, well, you eat it one bite at a time. And so now that's kind of a running joke between him and me, that every time he comes up with something, I said, this elephant keeps getting bigger. And he says, yes, but we're gonna eat it one bite at a time. So, so he's caught my, my vision there. Now I'm gonna conclude with a few cow pictures just because I said I'm a dairy farmer. <laughs> In Rwanda, most of the cows reflect European breeding. You see a lot of Holsteins, Jer- I'm a Jersey guy, but you do see Jerseys and Brown Swiss and an occasional Guernsey, they're mostly Holsteins. And on the left, the, the red roof sticking up there is our house, there where we have the Bible school. But the, the, the herds are small, people have a cow or a couple of cows, and so maybe a child or an old guy, like my age, <laughs> would be out on the, watching the cows while they're out during the day, so they don't get into the neighbor's crops. And this was one of my neighbors in the morning milking his cow. And this was the local veterinarian. Well, I don't know if he's local or not, but he was, I was walking around the neighborhood one morning and I saw this guy walking around looking like a vet. I thought, I got to see where he goes. And he went into and he started vaccinating cows. And so by asking a few questions, what little Kinyarwanda I know and what little English he knew, I was able to determine that they were vaccinating them for lumpy skin disease. Well, when I heard of lumpy skin disease, I thought, that sounds like something that I would have gotten when I was in Boy Scout camp. <laughs> 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 but, but I looked it up, and sure enough, it is a, a tropical disease. that is a serious problem in many places like in Africa. And... It, co- it causes, um, the, the cows aren't thrifty, they don't eat, they don't milk, they, get, they abort the calves, you know, that sort of thing. So it's definitely something that the government would want to see cattle being vaccinated for. Most, well, b- basically all the milk is hauled in cans. Most of it you'll see being hauled around on bicycles, like these guys. There's three milk trucks here, in this picture. <laughs> And uh, they, bring the, they bring the milk into the, the, the collection point. That's what the sign is referring to there, Amata, there on the sign is the word for milk in Rwanda. And so he's bringing two cans in, two warm milk cans on his bicycle. Some is brought in on the trucks. And then they had two, um, two big old sunset milk tanks in the room behind me there where they were cooling the milk when they brought it in. But I just want to mention here some of our needs. To to run the Bible School, we have presently about 15 students enrolled. And it costs about $3,000 a month to operate that. And then the the Brethren School in Burundi at about $1,000 a month. And the Brethren Academy in Rwanda about $1,000 a month. But I do want to thank you for the opportunity to share. I'll be here around. I'm planning to stay for Sunday school. But if you want to you know, get a hold of me sometime after the service here, that will be great. I'd be glad to answer any questions you have, unless you want to ask a question now. But you know, I don't need to take up the time at the moment. You can ask me later. So I just want us to thank Chris for coming today and for sharing with us um, about what a wonderful, wonderful ministry that is happening over in Africa. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Chris is leaving on Tuesday to take a 10-week trip over to Africa. So prayers for you, Mm -hmm. for safe travels and a good time Mm -hmm. over there, and also for Dolores who will be home. Uh, without chris for 10 weeks so we ask our blessing upon them would you close us with the benediction please yes yes gracious god we thank you that as we go from this place we go with your spirit within us as we pray father for that spirit the holy spirit to give us power to give us strength to give us hope that we might serve you that we might share the good news of jesus christ and that we might show your love to the world we pray in jesus name amen amen thank you so much thank you have a wonderful